previously on the Reroll Podcast. An ancient construct sleeps in the room Hogoth so desperately wanted to open. It's a terrible idea, let's go for it. It seemed as though its creators wanted to stay dead. All of these skulls have been crushed. The platform in the center seems to be a place of the utmost piety. And in true dwarf fashion, Flint immediately began trying to pry the large gems from the contraption. This automaton looks up. Greetings! I am going to guess that you are the ones who were promised. The automaton gives us a little more insight into Groth's religion. Azroth is the god of death, or at least was, until the Ionist perverted things. Zarox was somebody who wanted to wipe out humans, except for those who would serve him. And, thanks to my idea, Groth gains more knowledge of his gods as well. Three, two, one. All these gems shine brilliantly, reflecting different colors as they start to swirl. A trip to the past for Groth and Shadow. We have made a terrible mistake. We made a deal, but we needed a prison. I built one in the mountains to the north. We were able to trick Zarox into the trap, but something went wrong. Seems to leave the Goliath a bit shaken. I've I've got some things to tell you guys. What juicy secret does Groth have to tell us? And what will we do with the automaton? Most importantly, what will the party do with the information they've received? I suppose we'll find out this week on the Reroll Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Uh, of course, it is the usual suspects here tonight playing Dungeons and Dorgans. Last week, <laughs> last week uh, I asked you guys whom your favorite villain was. I want to kind of flip this, but not entirely. Who, maybe not your favorite hero, but favorite protagonist or somebody you really, somebody sort of, uh, hero journey or protagonist journey that you really, really I, enjoy. I already have one. Okay. Um, Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I love her so much, and her outfits rock, and I love Uma Thurman, and she's beautiful and everything. It's such a good movie. Movies. I was. I wonder if they will make a volume three. I don't know. I mean, that would be interesting, but I like what they have. I mean. It, I don't know. I guess Uma Thurman doesn't work with Tarantino anymore. I don't... Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. But um, yeah. I don't know if she really counts as a protagonist. She's like the hero in her own story of revenge. But like, I don't really know. It's still it's a protagonist. Person, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I still love her so much. Well, that's that's something that like I can't think of a specific example right now, except for maybe Jamie. But that was my thing last week. Mm-hmm. Was that like it, like a, the protagonist? Just because you're a protagonist doesn't necessarily mean that you're like a good person. That just means you're the protagonist yeah. within the context of that story. Of the story, yeah. So, and I I do like it when um, yeah, I I do like it when uh, I don't know. We, we, we there's this whole thing with like more complex villains that have like kind of more relatable qualities instead of just being there to be the mustache twirling bad guy. But I also really like <laughs> it when like the main character that you're following that you're kind of supposed to be rooting for isn't necessarily giving you like just 100% reasons to, like, be, you know, behind everything that they stand for. I think that that's just, I don't know. It's just, I like it when there's layers like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, like a flawed character is a human character. Yeah. 
I really like uh, Bob Lee Swagger from Shooter. Oh, interesting. For anybody who's not familiar with that movie, just one line from Mark Wahlberg kind of sold the whole movie for me. You don't understand. These boys killed my dog. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that kind of that kind of fits with uh, it's like John Wick too. Yep. Uh, I have strong opinions about Shooter that I will share off air with you, Brennan. (laughs) I'm yeah. I haven't seen it in years and years. I have never seen it, but I am familiar with the true story. Subscribe to our Patreon for backstage (laughs) access to Tanner ranting about Shooter. I don't. (laughs) You guys want that? Uh, I'm going full cop out here and doing a Studio Ghibli movie. Because, um, <laughs> nice. We gotta have one. We gotta least. have one. Um, and it's actually also from a movie that I mentioned last uh, week, but it's Castle in the Sky. Um, the pirates in that uh, mm-hmm. movie, they are supposed to be bad and they have some bad intentions and they turn sort of into good intentions, protecting the children, all this stuff. And um, I don't know. I just, I really liked that one. And I will say that it is majorly a cop-out because I really only have watched and seen uh, Studio Ghibli movies on repeat. I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't know a lot of movie stars because I I just don't care about them, I guess. Um, But... I don't know. I'm too lazy to learn everyone's names and shit. So when it's cartoon characters and I'm like, oh my God, I love them so much. They're so cute. Um, then yeah, I can, I'll, I'll watch that on repeat for like 10 years. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I, mine. That's fair. I'm a fucking anime nerd through and through. I don't like realistic shit. Fuck that. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to out nerd you here, uh, Octavia, because now while I am very inclined to say Luke Skywalker, because Luke Skywalker is my favorite fictional character of all time my favorite and and to your credit zane predominantly the reason this protagonist is my favorite is um due to his flaws and his nature and things but and i don't think any of you know who this is except for maybe latara but from the uh fantasy novels stormlight archive uh there is a character named dalinar who is this um really honorable sort of uh, nobleman who was the brother of a king at one point who used to be this like bloodthirsty warrior who was drunk all the time and like party animal didn't care and then his brother who's the king gets assassinated while he's like blacked out and just like rigidly changes his ways and com- becomes this inscrutable almost like arrogant maybe not arrogant but almost like flaw. uh uh to his own flawed, like, moral character, and he is just one of the fucking coolest people to never exist. <laughs> he is a very good character. <sighs> I was hoping somebody would know. I love Dalinar. <laughs> Whatever, nerd. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I was just thinking, uh, last week was villains, and I'm really surprised nobody said Homelander, now that I'm thinking about it. Ah, uh, that would have yeah, been good. Yeah, that's a very good example. Homelander's a fucking pervert. Oh yeah, I love it, dude. Brendan and I keep being like, "What should we watch?" Like, because we can't watch um, Game of Thrones without Nan. And then we're like, "Well, we're still finishing The Sopranos." And I'm like, "Yeah, we could watch Sopranos. We could watch um, 
The Boys. We could watch. Uh, what else do we need to finish? There's one more. We've got a lot of fucking shows that we just have watched most of and then haven't finished or watched all the way up until like the latest season and then the new season comes out. And like, it's been fucking three years. I have no idea what's going on to rewatch the whole thing. But the boys is so good. The latest mm-hmm. season was... was so fucking good. Ah, we still it. need okay. to finish. Like we have the last episode of stranger things still. And it's like, oh, it's like two and a half hours long. Good. So we're trying to find time to just like want to sit and do that. But yeah, like, yeah gotta... still... I don't think I've watched stranger things for the last like two or three seasons. It was really good. Yeah, it was good. It was hard. Sometimes it's hard to get back into because there's such a long span of time that before the last season. Especially because COVID. But I don't know. It's still worth it. Yeah. yeah. I just remember getting blitzed and watching that episode where he like sees the weird shadow demon in like the sky and stuff and just being scared absolutely <laughs> shitless. Um, yeah, I mean, and the, being like, I don't think I want to watch this good. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm having a hard time coming up with one, but since we're going into book characters, I'll have to say Varen, even though she's not like a main character, but she's from The Wheel of Time. And I can't really tell you why, because it'd be a huge spoiler if anyone's going to watch the TV show. I really <laughs> want to read those She's books, awesome. I love But Varen. it's so fucking daunting to start a 19 book series. Bro, 19 books? Cash Is it 19? In. That was me exaggerating, no, but not I think 19. I'm... No, not 19. It's 13. Okay. I always so, forget because uh, like there were two books that was supposed to be one that were gonna be that were split into two, so I think it's thirteen. I think we've gone over on this podcast that you've reread that series. Yeah, a few times. What? Hell yeah! Yeah, thirteen books is more books than I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot growing up, like more than I watched TVs and movies. That's why you're the smart one. <laughs> well, I just read fantasy. I didn't actually get smart. <laughs> well, it's paying off now. And speaking of fantasy. There we go. Here it is. Let's pivot back to our fantasy characters. Um, which, by the way, you guys need like a group name. Like. I've been trying to think of one. Of I idiots. still can't. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty, pretty straightforward, but I, I think it sums us up. <laughs> Really? Oh, no, so, yeah. I think, I think we should talk about it in character in game. We should come up with a name for all of us because I think that would be, that would be cool. cool and well, While I have you here, we're talking about names. The crunchies. Thinking, we were thinking <laughs> crunchies. I was thinking about Team naming crunchies. our like our Discord like fans, uh, people who are in there, high rollers. Tanner came up with that one. Ah, I like that. I, I don't I like it. <laughs> I don't have anything to yeah, I mean, I'm just okay. not opposed to it. Yeah. Cool into the casino you don't know what you're paying for it's poorly <laughs> written fantasy <laughs> hey we don't, we don't <laughs> i'm like sorry this. you're not wrong poorly <laughs> played right. fantasy you're giving out spoilers Good. flint well. and automaton <laughs> smut well. <laughs> <laughs> okay speaking of flint and automaton smut <laughs> all right i th- believe last week we left off on some confessions and i will say Brendan, I'm sorry, but I'm going to require you to do this speech to the tune of Confessions by Usher. So yep, I, was, I was waiting for it. <laughs> These are my confessions. Right. But we can't do it, though, because that it's copyright. No, that's so. parody. We're good. I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> I say that with 100% confidence and 0% legal ability. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Zorox. Zorox goes back a long way, obviously. This this death defier that Hogoth was going off about. I um I may have freed him from that well. But I did so on the basis of things that I had read about him, about how he would help the little people balance the scales just a little bit. I believe that uh, that man that you and I talked to, Shadow, he might he may have known Orgoth, my grandfather. Of the Valley of Storms. He was one of the founders. He worshipped Zarox. A being of light and opportunity. Which was uh, stolen from the world by this Kraskaul. No, I don't know what happened in the meantime, but the Zorox that came out of there apparently only tricked me. I, uh, I, I armored an army of a thousand, and on the day they rode out to meet some unknown threat, just a few dozen leagues from Black Pillar, the city that I made out of that army, uh, their armor turned on them. And it, it killed all of them. Did some of them real, real slow. I really don't know what happened, but... I took a mask that I had made for Hogoth. And, uh... After about a year of wandering around looking for penance, for... For killing an entire civilization. Azroth found me in this mask. Well, I tossed it in the fire, and he told me to pick it up and put it on. And it's been burning ever since. That's how it talks to me, through pain. Well, I think he may, uh... He may have come around to help me do what needs to be done. In regards to Zarox. I've unleashed a terrible thing on the world. And I had no idea. At some point in the future. I may have to ask all your help. In. Putting things right. Shadow kind of. Pats your head. And like hugs it a little bit. <laughs> She's still up there. That's funny. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, Flint, will, he's with a somber look on his face, will just kind of walk up and probably can't reach your shoulder, but kind of, you know, clap, clap you on the arm or something. Just say, Geroth, I know that couldn't have been easy for you, and I just want you to know I didn't understand a single thing that you just said. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> they're, they're but I, just, but I do want you to know that. <laughs> but I do want you to know that I, I have your back. Thank you, little man. Big man, big man, big man. Large man. Scrumptious man. <laughs> <laughs> Jail, right now, both of you. <clears throat> yeah, give us 15 minutes, don't come knocking. Um, Star will also come over to you, and she'll put a hand on the unlike your masked face and say, well, it seems that this god has punished you 
enough prior to the help. So at this point, I don't know what I would lose from helping you. In fact, I think I may even gain something from helping you. So I am on your side. Bo comes up and says everyone makes mistakes and as long as you're trying to set things right now that's what everybody wants is to set things right and have the world be the best it can be for the ones that we care about and the ones we love and Groth I I, I do care thanks boys heart shape with my hands big <laughs> one also, um, there might be like like dozens of thousands of zombies. Just as a side note. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, they are, they like, already died once. It's not going to be too much trouble to kill them again. <laughs> I like your attitude. Me too. <laughs> I have while we're you know talking about this and there's confessions coming out. Not that I have one, but I of. Something that's very important to me is tracing back where undead come from. And if you have answers to this, I need to know because this is something this is something I've been chasing my whole life and we have to stop this. Well ideally we'd like to help Zorox. I'd like to I'd like to put him back the way he was. Back when he represented something worth living for. Maybe even worth dying for. We need to to fix the balance between life and death. That's my whole life is revolved around. If without it, everything everything is wrong. I mean, you're talking about exercising a god from a dragon god's soul. This is uh this is bound to be the biggest job you've ever done. There's going to be a lot of steps to find out how to do what we need to do, even if it's not quite what we expect in the end. But this is the most important thing that's ever happened to me. I've just got one question regarding that. Will there be beer? Oh, I imagine so. And a woman. And men. (laughs) Well, and maybe undead ones. Anything in between. <laughs> I mean, a centaur. Probably. Nice. I haven't Blade checked that one off my list yet. Don't like that. <laughs> Not at all. Well, since we're... get me a stool. Which <laughs> <laughs> coin? Well, I mean, since we're we're doing important shit right now. Um... I mean, the most important thing to star is uh, the Mets. Gotta love the Mets. Let's go, baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Mets. Work. New York Mets, baby. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Had to do the beat. Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you not actually have anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all for the meme. <laughs> uh, Groth, do you know what made Xerox? turn bad I don't I I believe it happened while he was trapped it may be 
Krasgo was doing. The guy made it sound like he was bad when they trapped him. He did. That he did lots of bad things for them to want to do that. You're right. You raise a good point. I'm, I, I may have missed that part. Uh, by the way, I'm out. Do you still you have guys... that book? Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. You, you no, I don't. It's not. I don't. I just. What don't. are you out of, Crunch? You need, I more, don't, this... you need more beer? No, I just don't. I don't really think that, like, I'm, I'm the best asset. Against what are you talking about? A dragon god of death. You're perfect. You make a great suitcase. Crunch, I want to make one thing perfectly clear to you. If you haven't noticed yet, none of us are really up to this task, so we're just going to do what we can, and you're not getting out of it that easy. Now, come here. <laughs> Group hug. Okay. One's going to grab him and toss him over to Groth. <laughs> Good suitcase. Stars okay, like mind, mind this, Groth, would you? Why do you guys keep calling me that? I'll carry on my <laughs> other shoulder. Shadow puts an arm uh. around him. <laughs> Star like looks in her bag and finds like a I don't know a, a couple chunks of bread and she's like here here for your trouble. All right, I'm in. Uh, what are we? <laughs> what, what are we? You convinced me. <laughs> Allegiances are pretty easily bought in this world. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their price. <laughs> Maybe a what? few old crusty bread chunks. Well, what do we do with Kevin then? Oh, I am uh, Kevin right can here. take care of himself. Oh God! How did you get there? <laughs> I have us, crawled. <laughs> <laughs> I've crawled. Star says, "I actually, um, I had for a pretty week. good idea as long as Kevin's up for it. Um, I know you've been protecting this hold for." Quite some time now. Would you? One thousand two hundred and fifty-three years. Yeah, that's that's a long time. Um, how would you feel about being around people again, and helping and maybe protecting? I can't say that they'll be able to fix your leg right away, but perhaps before we go, we could make some sort of splint to get you there. I can crawl of the utmost crawling capabilities. How fast can you crawl? What's your crawl speed? My crawl speed is incredibly fast at five feet per hour. Mm, yep, no, we're going to figure out a splint if you're coming with. Otherwise, we can leave you here and you can do what you want. But I think uh, it must have been lonely here. Not sure if you exactly know what that is, but if you'd like some company, I think I know of a place. I have slept for a very long time, so I am no longer tired. Ha ha. That was a joke. You can help Maximus guard his door. He can teach you fun. Well, yeah, Flynn's gonna walk over to Kevin and just like is like clearly like eyeing him up and down, trying to figure out like where something is. I just thought we'd like pull out his brain or his cortex or whatever and take that with us. Uh, I'm not entirely sure you would know how to. Uh put that back in something. In fact, do you do you know? Did he tell you where his brain or cortex was? No, he was a little cagey with that information, but I think I can find it. <laughs> I, I, I feel that... like you forgot I am right here. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm aware. 
You're just being uncooperative. Affirmative. Why take, why take part when you can have the whole thing? Are we really gonna lug around an entire auto, like automaton with us? He he the, can uh, move split decently. The split like, split not... the leg. It's like I don't know whatever's around wood whatever. Yeah, I mean I would assume we could take some time to splint his leg so he can actually move around. But I mean even if we, I don't know. I think that we could at least get him over to the um like place where we moved all of the people. Where we're going back to? I can't remember. I'm the sorry. Base. We should the base. Make him a the peg cottage. leg. A peg leg. But then we'd have to cut yeah. off all the chunks of stuff already. And he's not being cooperative about letting us take his brain. I don't think he'd be happy about us taking his leg. I could figure. We can try. At least try. I know he was an adventurer like us once. Stop it. Until. <laughs> Until he lost his entire knee. Yeah. I was never an adventurer. That is an infactual statement. Well. I think Groth said he Kevin. would show him how to airplane, so maybe he just airplanes back. <laughs> I long to experience the sensation known as airplane. Or did Talia would. Alright. Shadow Crunch, you guys are going to have to step down for just a moment. This motherfucker's heavy. I hop off. <laughs> how heavy is he? Uh, like, a ton. A ton? <laughs> Yeah, like Does anyone he's, have like he's he's a large contract? <laughs> oh yeah, I drink uh, a potion just the airplane. This guy, <laughs> just airplane. He's got Perhaps, to experience the good. In life. I could give you enhance ability. <laughs> Perhaps one day I will meet someone who can airplane me, and then I will discover what you humans call love. If you want, I can <laughs> help make you a little stronger, Groth. Cue the Titanic song. What's the and dance move where they jump up and you hold them up above? Oh, hell yeah. It's like dirty <laughs> dancing or something. What was that? Like Patrick Blazer. We'll make this yeah. simple. Yeah, Kevin, do you want to come with us or not? Sure. Fuck okay. it. <laughs> I've got nothing going on here. <laughs> my, my, my plans have kind of opened up for the next 5,000 years. <laughs> Until my brain inevitably gives out. I look forward to the next 1,253 years with you. <laughs> <laughs> if you come with us, we our people can give all work together to give you the airplane. <laughs> Why is that goblin looking at me weird? That's just he how looks he at looks. Everyone weird. That's just yeah. his Why face. is that robot looking at me weird? Also, what's a robot? <laughs> Crunch, stop! Uh, We're gonna have to give him the airplane. Chill out. <laughs> Perhaps you can give me the airplane, green one. <laughs> Yeah, Crunch, go ahead. Give it a shot. And they both die. <laughs> <laughs> he gets I'll, I'll sing crunched. in the background. Oh, that reminds me. I've been meaning to tell you guys this for like 10 episodes. That cat that was following you did not leave the alchemist lab. Stayed with Kella. Oh, yeah, I, don't I remember thought it would stay there. I figured, yeah. I don't remember. In fact, I think I... you did tell us that it stayed I might have, Kella. yeah. Yeah, it... It was all turned by the lab, right? You, yeah. Why'd you feel the need? It to only followed us, us while we were there. Because you because have... there's something nefarious about that cat. Or because yeah. you just got your seventh pet. That Yay. really <laughs> wants to get through that fade door. I know it. It's yeah. It's a cat. I see. I, I'm stuck between. It's just a cat, and that's cat shit to do. Um, it's never just a cat. Well, yeah, but that's. I mean, cats. if you close a door, a cat wants in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. True. Well, on that note, should we head back to the lab? Uh, yeah, as long as sure. we can Sure, we kind of look around for something to splint. Yes. And then we go. Yeah. 
I think I you guys can. How many whisper. gems did we get? Um, enough. I'll tell you when okay. I figure it out. Given just you know maybe an hour of time, you guys are able to take his sort of severed leg that you find and kind of splint it with some pieces of wood. He's slow, but he can move. Um, can I use the femurs that are laying around? <laughs> sure. <laughs> a femur splint. Um, We've made him better. We can rebuild him. Yes. We have the technology. We have <laughs> the femurs. <laughs> we uh, have several femurs. They're just like, everywhere here. There's a bunch. <laughs> We've <laughs> rebuilt him entirely out of femurs. <laughs> Femur. Stop it. You brought her. <laughs> I hate you so much. Okay, speaking of horrible jokes, um, I want the montage to be all of us taking a turn trying to lift him and the song uh, Somebody to Love is playing in the background. Or the, oh, I want to dance with somebody. That's not oh, somebody I know, I, I know. I totally, I said the wrong I thing. I want to feel the heat with somebody. Yeah. And then when it crunches, when it's crunches turn is... That's when it plays the somebody to love. <laughs> I'm all for a romance story of Crunch and Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. The unlikely, the unlikely love. Okay. So you guys uh, take some time, look around, femur, splinter, this automaton's leg. Um, but actually, before you guys can leave, who's got the highest passive perception? 14. I think it's me, but I'm not sure. Mine's 15. 11. Er, sorry, wait. Passive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is 15. Might be. Okay, so probably there. Star, you hear faint shouting that seems to be echoing down from further in the cave. Well... I'm going to turn to everyone and, like, kind of put my hand up and say, I, I think I hear something a little further down the cave. Roll a perception. Uh, it's coming from the direction you guys came from. Like the entrance? Yeah. Okay. God damn it. Um, <clears throat> that's a 10. It was almost an 18, but instead it was a 10. Okay, yeah. Can't make out any words or noises or anything. Just Since... Faint. Since she Shouted. told us that she warned us of this, can we all roll perceptions? Yeah, sure. All... Fuck it. Cool. <laughs> Three. Ooh. Seven. <laughs> At least then we all roll. Okay. Nineteen. Oh, thank okay. fucking God, Groth. What would we do without <laughs> you? Groth, you... I'm told. <laughs> you hear <laughs> a familiar voice of Donovan shouting for a star in Flint. Donovan okay. Are you gonna communicate any sense of urgency, or are you just gonna say that's him? Oh, that's that's he's he's looking for us pretty bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flint will, yeah, kind of charge out there. Yeah, yeah. Star will uh, run ahead with Flint too, just to sort <clears> of <throat> have his back on any off chance that it's something weird. But okay, I'll be following. Uh, you Shadow's guys go helping like... Kevin walk. <laughs> Aw. Thank you, little one. I hand. might crush you. <laughs> um, you guys get to the entrance, and you've seen it's actually mostly been cleared out of pretty much any usable stuff. Uh, weapons, 
materials, things like that. But you see Donovan with Gator in tow at the entrance, and he goes, uh, we'll say Flint, you're the first one who comes on. He says, oh, Flint, uh, good. I, uh, I have bad news. It's all bad news. The Hellriders came back last night, and they got Louie. What the hell? To the lab or to the town? The town. The hell was he doing in town? Ferrying materials from his shop. Um, you're gonna want to see for yourself. Come on. What the fuck? So we'll fast forward a little bit of time here of you guys traveling, and Donovan leads you guys to the edge of Bram- Brambleton, but him and. We'll say Gator actually takes probably Crunch and Kevin to the lab, but Donovan leads you to the edge of town. <clears throat> and he says, I'm not going to go in. I'm, I'm obviously not something they want to see here, but I'll remain hidden on the edge of town if you need me. I have Olivia watching from above as well. She's been watching I'll, this whole time. I'll whistle loudly twice. We need you. Okay. So is it, is, it's all of us here, though? Yep. Should we okay. disguise ourselves? I mean, Flint's going to put his hood up, but I don't think many people really know us here, right? I would say a lot of people know me. Yeah, that's true. This does seem kind of time-sensitive, so... You probably have kind of a sense of urgency, but if you want to take the time to try and get disguises together, you can. I'll just throw my no, head up. I think I'm, I'm walking straight into town. Is there smoke? Like, is anything burning? No smoke. However, you do see that there's a large crowd gathered around the center of Brambleton, uh, almost exactly where the that rudimentary memorial was burnt. Um, getting closer, you guys are sort of waiting your way through this crowd and and you hear a couple gasps and repressed sobs but otherwise the mass of citizens is silent and you can hear this sort of like loud cackling reverberating through the crowd just like (laughs) you guys getting closer yeah star is like with a sense of urgency walking right next to um groth and she'll say like just as we're walking she'll say I meant what I said I'm by your side whatever we have to do today I'll follow you in I think Shadow's gonna kinda like pan out to the side pan out to the side a little bit in the crowd but like scooch under people's legs and wiggle her way up to the front yeah Flint's kinda flanking around okay yeah same okay so a couple things you notice before going into this crowd you well uh yeah i'll just tell you at the entrance and sort of exit of the road that runs through brambleton there are uh three horseback hell riders sort of standing guard at the edge of town looking over they all seem to have bows equipped there are a couple of horses that are stabled at the watering hole But getting closer, you see this awful scene. You see Louis writhing in the dirt, laughing maniacally, tears streaking down his face. 
And Star, you would know this to be Atasha's hideous laughter spell. You see Pavel Mikov standing above him, his hands ceremoniously out in a sort of gesture of controlling this spell. I suppose we are all creatures of habit, aren't we? He declares. Here I am, years later, watching a small little peasant squirm. You are familiar with how this ends, so let's try this one more time. And he kicks this jagged goblin's uh, short sword towards Louis. He says, where did you get these weapons? I made them. And around the perimeter, you have three mounted hell riders sort of riding uh, uh, with their horses, creating this space. In the inside of this perimeter, you have Louis, the hell rider, or uh, uh, Mikov, Pavel Mikov, and two hell riders at his side. And quickly, they all sort of jerk their heads to you. And he says, Step forward. Uh, yeah, I will. I'll step forward. I'll say as well as your conscriptions. Our conscriptions. And he looks back at his goons and they sort of give him like a <laughs> chuckle. Our conscriptions were severely lacking because you and your forge master here are slacking in your commitment to the empire. These weapons are unsanctioned, illegal in the Riverlands. You know, I asked him to bring them outside of town so we can melt them down in a hot, hot fire. Give me a wisdom save as he says, go forth and kneel and cast suggestion. And at this point, Louis stops laughing and just like... <sighs> Uh, that's a 10. However, I don't think I'll resist. I'll walk forward and kneel. Okay, well, you can't resist anyway at this point. You feel <laughs> magically suggested to do so. Oh, yeah. I just mean, I'm, I'm not even going to look unhappy about it. I'm just going to totally play along. Pavel places his hand on the back of your head, which probably stands about as high as he is. Draws out a dagger and places it to your throat. Start tenses up. Give me one good reason why I don't spill giant's blood on the sand. Star's gonna pipe up and say, who will make your toys when he is gone? He looks at you, points his dagger and says, that is what insolence breeds, spite fury and fire, things that have no place outside the Blackreach Empire. There will always be another forge worker. There will always be another smith. And how many forge workers and smiths will it take before you fall? Star would like to roll an intimidation if she can. Go ahead. Uh, while Star is talking, um, Groth just hears in his head. Uh, let me know, nod, or put your hand up if I should do something. I can maybe scare him or hide you. 
Um, that's a 15. One. I want you to know my heart is thumping right now. <laughs> <laughs> 15. Step forward. Star will. Two of the Hell Riders come up to you. Says, Caesar. And they grab you by the arm. Can I? Well, I don't really have any strength. She's gonna not resist, but she will say, All of you that stand here today and mourn the loss of the people not even gone yet. Pathetic. And she spits on the ground. She's like, you should be fighting for the ones you care for. And she's trying to incite some sort of, like, anything. But, you know, I, I guess I can roll a persuasion if you want. Sure. Give me a persuasion check. How many hell riders are there total that we can see? Six here. Three farther down on one side of the town and three on the opposite side. It's it's a it seems like you're outmanned for sure. Maybe you could how, win. How damaged is uh Louis now that he's not laughing? He seems more like psychologically hurt than anything. But like he could take a few hits still. Yeah. Nineteen, you said? Mm-hmm. You start to hear the crow like, yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah, this is... Hey, let her go! Hey, hey! And Pavel sort of looks at some of his Hellriders and looks back at you and he says, This town is pathetic. And he sort of is like whisper. He drops Groth, walks over to you and is like whispering in your ear. This town is pathetic. These people are pathetic. You might not be. Perhaps I could use someone like you. Sorry, just glaring at him. He walks forward and he says, Fine! Enough of this. And he looks back at his, his hell riders on horseback and he says, Burn the dwarf's hut. Leave him homeless and destitute. And they nod at him and charge off through the crowd. And he looks down at the dwarf and he says, You're lucky you have caught me in a merciful mood. If I find out you have any, any inclination to defy the Empire, I will slit your throat and laugh as you bleed. And he sort of like storms through this crowd, shouldering people past and heads with the rest of his posse to um, the bar. While meanwhile, the three hell riders on horseback have charged through to Louis's house and are lighting arrows and just lighting it up. I'm going to immediately run to Louis as soon as Popple's back is turned pretty much. You run to Louis, you turn him over. He's covered in dirt and sort of sand. And tear, dried tears streaming down his face. He's like, I didn't tell him anything. I didn't say anything. Big man. Oh, no, Louis. Oh, no. You don't even have to tell me. I thought you were going to kill me. But I didn't say anything. <laughs> 
Flint will walk over and just kind of grab him by the shoulder and the collar and try to pull him up to his feet and just say, God, no one to pick your battles. Maybe you should have told them bloody something before they almost killed you. Right. What could I have told them? That wouldn't kill more people. They'll always kill more people. It doesn't matter what direction you point them. And he stands looking at his home slowly going up in flames piece by piece and star you look around the crowd and and you know this is pretty cognizant of a scene or familiar rather of a scene that you saw earlier in this campaign but these faces aren't despair and hopelessness they're anger and hatred Star is going to, I guess, just seeing this, she's going to look at them and she's like, you should be mad. You should be pissed. What these people have done to your homes, to your children and your women that run around these streets, your best fighters should be teaching the rest of you. Do not disappoint me the next time this happens. You don't have to know me. I don't want you to fear me. But this does not happen anymore. Do you understand me? The crowd is silent under your commanding words. But you can see in their faces something different. Something Something's changing in Brambleton. Flint's gonna sketch a quick map to just like a random spot in the woods nearby and, I don't know, find somebody that kind of looks like they might be ready to make a stand and just like brushing by them, just like stuff it in their pocket. I think you stuff it actually in the pocket of uh, Winthrop, the bartender. Yeah. Yep. Somebody who's been very passive recently, but but this was this was revisiting a trauma, a collective trauma that th- these people have, and you can see her shaking with hatred. And she opens it, looks at you, and tucks it away in her apron, gives you a nod, and walks back to the watering hole. And I guess. Star, the last thing she will say is you're not alone out here. Stop acting like it. And then she's gonna walk over and help Louie and everyone else and sort of regather. You guys help Louie up. You, I would say Star, you probably look up and you look at like, just scanning the area you see on the roof of the watering hole is Olivia bow trained and ready. Mm-hmm. Just kind of gives you a nod Mm. and um Louis says I don't think you guys should go back to the lab tonight they might have somebody try to tell you should probably stay in town Star will say I was gonna stay in town whether or not the rest of you went because (laughs) <laughs> well, 
I risked my life for you. And I don't know what it is about this shitty old town, but... I've got a soft spot. It's time to get the lot of you trained up and ready to take care of yourselves. And I think Star um, is just going to head to the bar at this point. She's That was a lot for her. She's got no more room left for any conversation with her party mates. <laughs> yeah, Flint hustles off kind of in the direction that we came from, where uh, Donovan's hiding. Okay. Um, Bo's just going to, like, after Star's done talking, just kind of follow up and kind of kind of reiterate what she's already saying but it's, it's like she's right it's time to get organized and he's like standing proudly and there's like a twinkle in his eye he's like obviously very um inspired and very proud to be part of this group that seems to be coming even closer together just recently probably follow star into the bar not necessarily like trying to follow up more than that just letting you have your your silence and for a moment to be able to sit and think, but just kind of joining you um, to be by your side. Mm -hmm. um, Flint's going to kind of walk to, I don't know what I'm assuming is like kind of the side of the road bushes or something where Donovan's hiding nearby. And uh, he's going to walk over to the side of the road and just start taking a piss. And then, um, <laughs> Oh dude, what the off. fuck? <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Don't be followed. Be cool. Don't be give cool. us, don't give our position. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> Oh god, uh, it smells uh, like the milk gar. <laughs> <laughs> smells like Brother, everything milk smells gar. like the milk gar. <laughs> um Yeah, and after <laughs> after after he's done taking a piss, just kinda turns but then drops like a identical map um on the side of the road where Donovan can see it and walks back to the bar. And I'll explain what's on the map if you would like me to. Yeah. Okay. It's just it's an identical map that he gave Winthrop, but it says uh midnight, meaning like the next midnight. Mm -hmm. Bring weapons, don't be followed. Okay. Bring weapons meaning bring extra weapons for people. Got you. Yeah. I think that's important. And uh yeah. Cool. I'm gonna go back to the bar. Have several drinks. Yeah. I think Shadow's just staying in the crowd until it disperses. I think it just listening. Yeah, I think I think Shadow you, you pick up sort of whispers of like this isn't fair how long can we live like this they'll, they'll eventually kill us all we have to do something we have to do something shh they'll hear you shh, shh. things of the sort Groth what are you doing um I'm just gonna hang with Louis for the evening uh, I don't know chat with him about what he just went through I think Louis sits sort of his his house was kind of between an alleyway between the um, watering hole and a neighboring building, kind of down a dirt path a little ways. And I think he's just sort of sitting against a tree that's been there for a long time, pulls out a flask and is just drinking, watching his house burn. And he says, and I imagine you go sit next to him. Oh, yeah. He says, You know, I didn't always used to live here. Actually, kind of a newcomer. I couldn't tell. I lived in Brunsholt with the old man. 
older brother, younger sister. We went through a lot. We lost our mom in the Civil War. My dad just sunk himself into work. My older brother, he went to Grimholt looking to make some money. Last I heard, he ended up in jail. Didn't have a place. I wandered around. Uh, tried to find love in Brunsholt. Tried to be there for my sister, but she wanted her own life. And eventually I left it all. I remember coming here. I remember they needed somebody who could work with wood, who could work with stone, who could work with metal. I remember building this place. And a friend of mine, somebody who I haven't seen in a long time, who died in the same spot that I was at, ready to die in the same way today. We sat here and looked at the house when we, after I finished, and he brought me a bottle of Stoneheart whiskey, expensive Brunswick whiskey, and he said he had been saving it, been saving it for when I finally felt like this was my home. And I did. But now look at it. In the morning it will be embers. Just like he is. Just like we all will be. Well, good news is you're weighing embers. Stay there with us, Louie. I'll help you build a new home. Better than that piece of junk. I slept in the hayloft for two weeks. My back has never been so sore. <laughs> I... I... And he passes you the whiskey, and I imagine this is likely sort of where you spend your, the rest of your evening. Uh, yes, sir. Shadow, the crowd has dispersed. Most everyone has gone to the bar or their respective homes. Even with the sort of elephant in the room of the Hellriders in the bar. Where else do you go? I think uh, if the Hellriders are still in the bar, she just kind of slinks around the outside and stays hidden. Okay. Bo would have given Shadow eye contact just to, you know, kind of check in at least in that way before walking away completely, too. Okay. Star, Flint, and Bo, you guys are in the bar and it is tense, to say the least. The Hellriders are there drinking, frustrated because they didn't they were sort of thwarted by this by the things you said that the crowd being inspired but you can feel their anger burning 
and you can feel the citizens anger burning too and people are getting real drunk real fast and but nobody's saying anything no bard to play music Winthrop is staring daggers at Pavel what are you guys doing I think um oh, go ahead oh am I near Winthrop at the bar sure I probably would have been yeah um if I can catch her attention uh I'll just yeah Flint will just kind of either under his breath or just like mouth to her just wait and then like tap the pocket that she put the map in taking her cloth rubbing a glass clean she gives you a curt nod clenched jaw So I have a question outside of the game. Mm-hmm. Does being inebriated make you more prone to spells? No. Okay. All right. Just thought I'd ask. Not for Fair. any. Not for any reason at all. <laughs> um. All right. I think Star having had probably quite a few drinks and who has had maybe enough of this tenseness and this bullshit is going to um, sort of turn her chair around to face the rest of the bar and she's going to I mean I think she'll maybe act a little more drunk than she actually is um, but she'll say this town hasn't had the pleasure of hearing of all the wonderful tales of Starlit Moonbow. <laughs> the greatest traveling war that ever did live. And she'll start without anyone asking her what the fuck she's talking about. We'll say, I once traveled the hills of the Blue Mountains, and there I once fought a manticore with a party, a small party of two others, some of the bravest people I've ever met. And the whole reason we went out to kill this manticore was because it was terrorizing a small town and she's just gonna keep going on about this and like how she killed it and she'll move on to different stories in the night, sort of just trying to lighten the mood a little. She knows she did something with everyone, but I think she also realizes that if she doesn't do something, things will start here tonight and it will not be good. <laughs> okay, but... go ahead and give me a performance check. God, I I want you guys to know I had no rerolls in the bank. I had nothing when I did that intimidation. I'm pretty sure I have a plus I think I have a plus two to intimidation. Mm -hmm. um, that was good. So I was really going balls to the wall there. <laughs> well, maybe this is where you get a re-roll. God, maybe. <laughs> I had a 21 for that. Inspired my damn self. Yeah, you, you <laughs> provided quite a needed distraction to many of the people here, and, and people actually end up sort of like cheering and, and giving some positive feedback. You even see maybe some of the Hellriders like, oh yeah, alright. Like <laughs> thoroughly enjoying the stories. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of it, 
you know, you go to take a break, you go back to the bar, get a get a drink, and I think you hear sort of this like clink, clink, clink of metal plate boots walking behind you. Sending a shiver down your spine, you know it's Pavel Mikov. He comes up next to you and he says, You happen to make quite an impression today, Tabaxi. Tabaxi's always do. What can I help you with? Well, as a admirer of good storytelling, I just had a couple of questions. Notably, when did you arrive in Brambleton? I've been here just about every week for the past year, and I've never seen you. Star says that's very interesting. Buy me uh, a drink, and perhaps I'll tell you. I'm afraid I wasn't asking. Give me a wisdom save as he casts suggestion on you. Nineteen. Oof. Mm. So he puts these iron shackles on the counter, and he says, Put these on and come with me to the mill but you do not feel magically compelled to do so. Star says, I told you, and her tail like thumps against the wooden stool. I told you if you wanted answers, you could buy me a drink. I'm not some tavern whore that you're probably used to. I am a lady. And I need to be drunk before I will sit down and talk with the likes of you. So please, I won't resist. He says, Hmm. My mistake. Grabs the shackles off the counter. Drags them. And says, Winthrop. Keep it flowing for her. And he walks back to his Hellriders. Bo is sitting in a very like familiar place in the, one of the first episodes. Bo is sitting in the bar observing and just kind of watching and soaking everything in. And right now, it's almost like an identical scene, except for now, the relationships have strengthened and um, the tension is thick and it's just feeling like a stepping stone until the next thing. And it's like the same picture, but a whole different feeling. All right. And we'll see you guys next time on the Reroll Podcast. Guys, Star is about to get fucking kidnapped. I Please help me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how much I, I, I this, keep these I rolls this going. I'm scared. Image in my head, too, of like he like plants the shackles on the bar. Taylor's like, oh, no, you're definitely have to buy me a drink. <laughs> I want to take this. Star, take a well-deserved reroll. Good yeah, job. That was, good. That was awesome. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental.
Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rao main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.